Hello and welcome to another episode of Candela. I'm Alan Schaller. This week, Christopher Hooten and I speak with Austrian photographer Manfred Baumann and hear how a lucky break led him to a career in photographing the world's most famous people. Manfred apologised for his English, but we think it's pretty damn good. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Candela. I'm here with my co-host Alan Schaller and we're Hello. joined today by Manfred Baumann. Hello, how are you? We are very well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Where are you in the world today as we speak to you? Oh, in uh, Los Angeles, Venice. Is that home for you? No, it's not really home. It's a second home, I would say. Um, my home is uh, my home city is Vienna. So I'm actually born in Vienna, but I'm just three, four months a year there. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> just to visit family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that you're, you started off in the coffee industry. That's true, yeah. So how do we go from Vienna <laughs> doing coffee to shooting some of the most famous people alive uh, in Los Angeles and around the world? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a long way. I'm old, actually. I'm really old right now. But uh, I start uh, when I was 10 with my first camera. I got my first camera from my grandfather. He was a photographer, too. So that was my beginning. And then um, my parents said, okay, you have to learn something real. <laughs> so that's yeah, why I learned. Get a real job. <laughs> get a real job. So that's why I learned uh, at the coffee shop. And, um, but I always was taking pictures. So and when I was 20, 21, I read a biography about Woody Elm and uh, other photographer. So then I was thinking, okay, that's my... Uh, yeah, that's my job. I have to. I want to do this for for a living. Nice. So that's that was the beginning, and then I did a lot of photo shootings and commercials, and uh, met my wife, and then uh, we are a couple since twenty three years now, and uh, I'm I'm working around the world, and uh, I had an exhibition in Hamburg in Germany, and at this exhibition opening, uh, Sir Roger Moore came in, the real James Bond, and uh, yeah, he he was a <laughs> he was a big fan of photography too. And he bought one of my, my photos, a landscape of uh, New York Street. And um, so we get in touch. He was my first international celebrity. So, and that brings the stones for rolling. It's a pretty good starting point. Yeah. Mm. It was it kind of like dominoes from there then? So, you know, you had Sir Roger Moore and then people could see your photos with him. And then the kind of the bookings just came in on and on after that. Yeah. I photographed him in uh, Dubrovnik. So, and then uh, he was uh, the one who gave me names of publicist, uh, HM. And uh, so that's why I have my first photo shooting in LA. Did you always want to photograph with, with people? Uh, in the beginning, I did landscapes. And then I was one of my uh, idol uh, was Helmut Newton. Yeah. So I did uh, a lot of fine nude arts. So that was my first publications in different magazines in Germany, Austria, like Maxime, Cheku, something like that. Mm. So, and I did a lot of uh, fine nude arts, black and white. Uh, I always did black and white. So I'm, I'm, I'm a less color boy too. Mm. So, and uh, the people starts a little bit later. So, because I did then want a commercial with an Austrian celebrity and a German celebrity and then... I read uh, a lot of biographies and, and look at a lot of pictures of, of Herbert's and other uh, Magnum photographers. 
So then it starts to get more in the portraits. But I like I like the mix, you know. I like the mix between street photography, what you do, Alan, or the, mm. the and then we did the project with homeless people. We did a project with uh, special handicapped peoples. Then we had for National Geographic work. They had uh, one project with white horses, mustangs, where I had uh, this exhibition opening in uh, in Los Angeles, where we meet, we met together. But then I shoot some celebrities like Martin Sheen last week or Olivia Newton-John two weeks ago. So I like the, the balance to do a, a lot of different things. Mm. For people listening who might not know, um, I was wondering if you could, could explain how a kind of a magazine photo shoot goes down and how the, the commissioning process is. You know, So they email you and they say, we've got this interview lined up and we'd like you to come and shoot it. Or how does that process go down? Um, at this time, I have my name. So when they come to me and want to book me or when they say, okay, we have a project, we want to have a celebrity or just then they let me work because I have my signature in my pictures. So they're how they have to look. They don't say to me how they have to look or what they want. So they book Manfred for doing Manfred stuff. Mm. So, and on the beginning, of course, it was quite different, but uh, I was working many years for Playboy and for uh, Maxine uh, in Germany. So, uh, yeah, but the magazine stuff uh, in the last 10 years, I think the change completely. So it's a completely different world. I think most of the magazines are more popular now in the internet or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, the industry's changed a huge amount. You know, I guess before before Instagram and social media, the, you know, the magazines and the newspapers, aside from galleries, that, that was the place to view these images, whereas now shooting for for the internet is is bigger really than than it being in glossy pages so i imagine you've kind of seen a lot more you work on a lot more projects now where there isn't a publication attached right and it's more just about the shooting the photos in their own right yeah definitely because uh i have my own uh, followers my own uh, team mm. i have my own project my galleries uh i have now published uh 13 books this year two new books coming out uh so I do a lot of projects for my own or just for celebrities, like when they're doing a biography or when they're writing a book or something like that. Or I do a couple of uh, photo shootings for different uh, cinema magazines. So when there is a new TV show out or a new uh, show, then I need some interview with the celebrities. So that's a mix, yeah. Do you feel that Los Angeles is the right place to be for this kind of work? <laughs> I think... I like uh, LA a lot. I like, but New York is good too. London is good too. I think all the big cities, uh, because right now it's like this. If you if you see or watch Netflix, Amazon Prime, there are a lot of punch of movies, and they're filming them around the world. So it's not like you know, thirty twenty years ago, everything was in Hollywood. So everyone, the filming goings on here, the actors was there. So everything was, was going on here. But right now is they're filming a lot of two in Alabama or in Canada, also in London, in Europe. So you can find, um, to portrays a celebrity or, or interesting persons around the world. So I like Australia, by the way, too. So we are mm. often there. We had exhibitions there in Australia twice. And, um, I'm teaching masterclass in Tuvalika. So. I like to travel and see a lot of different places around the world. It is interesting, isn't it? How, like you said, it's not so dependent on, on where you live anymore. I, I feel like maybe in the 60s or the 70s, you had to be in London or New York 
yeah. or LA to to and now it's like if you're shooting a great project in I don't know Salzburg if you're if if you've got a really good vibe people can find you and they can commission you yeah and, and it's almost like blown the competition wide open mm. you don't have to you don't have to go somewhere to make it anymore you could be if theoretically be on a, a mountain peak and still yeah. <laughs> be in contact with the world and be getting work and talking to people and making stuff happen. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Exciting for people, I guess. I, I, I remember I did, I mean, I, it, it really blew my mind. I, I did a shoot with a, a Chinese company with a Spanish production team, a filming crew from Finland and me, I'm from London. <laughs> and yeah. then the editing suite was in LA. That's cool. And, and we were all talking online and we never met. We would, you know, then we meet. All of a sudden, and it's like, oh, this is so weird. <laughs> so Manfred, um, I was thinking that what you do and uh, what I, I still do a little bit of, but um, I used to do for the best part of a decade, was somewhat somewhat similar. So I used to do a lot of the interview side of things. So, I, you know, I got to interview the greats. I spoke to you know Martin Scorsese, Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, all people like that. And a part of my job in that was to make people feel comfortable and at ease so that I could get the best out of them. And I imagine that must be, you have to go through a kind of similar process. So I was wondering um, when you first, when you first meet the, uh, the talent and um, before you've even got the camera in front of them, how you go about that, what you say, how you, how you act to just make people feel comfortable that they need to be. Oh, that's definitely a big part of portrait photograph for taking portraits of, of people because, uh, as a, as a photographer, when you take good portraits, you have to find his soul and you have to find a little bit more into this person that the person gets open, that open to you. So the warm up uh, is definitely a big part of my, my, my work. So it's like, I have always my wife with me. She's doing makeup. When you go on my website, I think 99% of, of my portraits, she's makeup. And it's, I have always a little bit like a family feeling on set. So I don't want too much people around. I don't want some, I had a lot of uh, TV uh, journalists asking me, can we go with you? And so I, I don't want that. So because I like to be more private and have a, a, a tiny group, mm. just maybe one or two assistants. And then uh, the warm up is important for me. I think sometimes I talk more than I take photos because I know how to take photos right now. So, I mean, uh, you know what I mean? I don't need to stretch it out and make uh, mm. maybe a, a one hour photo shooting with uh, Martin Sheen. We just had him last week in front of my camera. So maybe I took 10 minutes photos and 30, 40 minutes. We talked about his movies, what is coming out. Now he's playing in this uh, new TV show from Netflix, uh, which kind of uh, scene he had or what he loved. Or he have ever been in Vienna, something like that. So it's like you have to be like a mix between a director, like an art director, like a tiny psychologic. Is it psychologic, right? Psychologist, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, you know what I mean? To, to touch them on the on the right level. Mm. It's not like he said, you are the big celebrity and I'm the tiny photographer, but also not the other way. So yeah. you have to find in the middle. Yeah. And uh, if you, if you uh, touch him here in this position, then... If everything is possible on the portraits, I think. Mm, yeah, I, I imagine that a huge skill and, and and or or maybe a challenge for you is because you know when you're taking a portrait of someone who isn't famous, it's you know 
it's a very different mood to yeah. when you're meeting someone who is for the first time. And and you, I guess it's almost like a, you don't know how they're going to be. And some people are famous for being very difficult, who I imagine <laughs> you may have worked with before. But do you just treat everyone the same or do you feel like you change your style of approach depending on who's with you and what you feel? Uh, you have to change definitely your style because uh, when you have a normal person in front of you, they're, they're nervous, they're completely different. I think you need the feeling if you work with, with people you have to love them. You like, you have to like them. You have the right feeling how you can handle that person that you get that what you want. So, because, uh, it's, it's completely uh, important for, for, for taking portraits to handle mm -hmm. the person and bring the person in the right position. An actor is different like a model because models, they know, okay, I have to pose. I have to do different posings, but I don't like this kind of normal posings because mm. that's boring for me after 20 years playboy. Mm. So I like more the between the posings, these shots. If you talk a little bit, she's laughing or she's moving or she's just dressing or making makeup, you know, this kind of portraits because then they'll, it's not like, to uh, post for me also with this with the uh, celebrities they are also completely different mm. by the way we had uh, John Malkovich when I shoot John, Ma John Malkovich he's just standing in front of me like this he's not moving just you know you can take one hour the same picture from each angle from each angle so so you have to direct him you need like a you need a book or you have to direct him how he okay turn your shoulders left look in this direction or think about this or think about that so that's that's yeah. uh really important i think yeah yeah i think that's really interesting like if you get someone who uh is a bit just kind of stands in the same position what do you say to loosen them up and what might you try to try and get them moving and giving a bit more character what sort of things do you tell them uh first the two normal steps like i'm i'm, I'm to say okay turn on this side look in this direction shoulders up down whatever and then uh, between them i try to uh catch him in in moments where he's mm. maybe thinking something or when he is uh when I talk to him, because I have to read always before what he's doing, what he's liking, what he likes or something like that. So that I know, okay, maybe Jamal could be like horses. So then we, I talk with him about horses, something like that. And then I catch the right moment. You know what I mean? So yeah. And then, and then it's down to you to know, to kind of just be watching the whole time and ready to, to click. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Mm. find the right, right click and the right moment. Well, I guess well, I wonder how you um, deal with the fact that there's kind of a clash between what you might think makes for a good picture and an interesting photo, whereas they probably want to hold themselves in a certain position that they think looks attractive. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you kind of find that, that like you, you, you catch the mid laugh and to you, you're like, that's a great shot. It looks really nice. But they're like, no, I want to be kind of, you know, all like profile. <laughs> yeah, like the girls always on kind Instagram, of they that? just one side of it, some of, some of the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i think the important thing is that uh the human that you take photo of them that they trust you so that they say okay i like your work and i trust you that also the other side from my from my face is beautiful or uh, uh you know <laughs> yeah and uh, sometimes it is like that but sometimes uh i can show that girl or that actor not the actor not more the models uh, that uh, the other side is also beautiful. So then uh, maybe she's th more thinking about this. And then the uh, second one is that you um, bring the person in, in 
sometimes I like to move them. You know, portrait photography could be boring. They're just staying in front of a black or white background mm. and then they just move a little bit, shoulders this kind of way. But sometimes I just like to move them. I, I walk with them. So like, let's go on the street or let's go like on a catwalk. I follow you. And then I follow with my camera because then he feel more natural. So he's moving or she's moving and then uh, he's walking and I follow going back forward. I move them, I go around them and he's I just let them move in. Mm. And do you, do you, um, have you got some repeat clients who you've worked with who've, who've ended up becoming like friendly and you've shot them lots of times? Yeah, of course. I mean, some of them are friends so like Chin Simmons or Jack Black or some other ones we, we, we met, we, we met uh, or when he's around in Europe or in LA. So, of course, and uh, some of them they like because I'm really fast, so I'm a fast portrait photographer. So that like uh, a lot of the celebrities love this, this because most of them they're working is is not that easy. So when they when you work in a TV show like Netflix or Amazon Prime, they're shooting six days a week and on Sunday they're off, so they don't want to have photo shooting eight hours or two hours. So I'm I sometimes I just need 20, 30 minutes. And I got what I want. I have mm. fixed my different settings. So, and uh, that's why the publicist or the public or the celebrities comes always back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're fast and nice and you produce good photos, then I'm sure they're just going to want to turn around and be like, all right, let's use this guy again. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We had a couple of celebrities when we met them first, a couple of celebrities after the shoot, they called the publicist and said, I don't know if he really likes me because he was so fast ready <laughs> <laughs> that's cool uh, it just, it just yeah. means that you know you know what you want yeah i think i think this is i find a similar thing on on film sets where like i don't always i i, I never want to shoot a million takes you know if i do 30 takes that just means i'm gonna have a nightmare in the edit trying to work out which one i want to use i'd much rather get like one two or three that i really like yeah yeah um but yeah you sometimes get this weird thing with actors where you could do a first take and you're like great let's move on and they're like uh okay like are you are you just trying to rush this but you're like you have to explain to them no this is that's all it takes it's just a yeah that's a sure true. thing but yeah i guess it, it might surprise some people to know that i guess they probably assumed that you know you shoot for a whole day but or, or a few hours but actually it's only sometimes a few minutes what about um is it the same in terms of different setups so rather than being like okay we're going to shoot over here and then let's try a bit over here you more just kind of stick to one place and and you know where you're going to get the shot um i always try to shoot in a lo on locations so like hotels or like outdoor or some shootings are in the house of the celebrity and then a fixed normal background like studios and then i have the option to to go uh, somewhere else because i don't want to go in the studio because then i have less options so just different backgrounds mm. so i have more option to maybe let's sit outside and uh, smoking a cigarette drink a coffee and i still have my camera with me because that's the right moment sometimes mm. so or we can go also outdoor or we can go in the in we had two weeks ago Jacques-Claude Van Damme, uh, if you know him, uh, in his house. So then he has this big statue there. So we had photo shooting with him in front of the statue, in front of the car. So we have more options. Even if it's a portrait, it's just cool if you feel a little bit the background or if you feel a little bit more his mansion in the back or something like that. Yeah. So 
This is uh, getting into the technical stuff, the camera-based stuff. Um, I love doing portraits on on a 24 millimeter because I, I use a 24 mil on the streets all the time and not many people use them for portrait work where it brings in a lot more context. And obviously there's distortion, which not everyone likes as much for their face. But I've, do you find that you have a, a setup that sometimes like a crazy, will you ever use like something totally crazy, like a super wide uh, to, to make a picture of someone? Or do you stick more to like traditional focal lengths for portraiture? No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally uh, with you because I think um, you have to go forward and do something different because the, the normal stuff is already done on the, the, a lot of pictures uh, mm. with normal settings. Sometimes it's the person, you know, you know, I mix it a little bit. I like to be, have some strange lighting sometimes or just, just backlight, not really a front light. I yeah. always do a couple of photos, be on the safe side with the school, school lighting, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, but then I love to experimental too. So I just want to do something different with different lenses. Also with your, what do you say, 24 and uh, sometimes, uh, just with uh, something in front or uh, to a window or in a mirror or something like this. Yeah, cause it's something, you know, I've, I teach workshops a fair bit and, and people go, um, you know, what lens shall I use for street photography? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> yeah, so it's whatever it needs <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if, it depends you can't just say uh, oh 50 mil does everything because it doesn't and and i think in the same way it's it, it's yeah i've always seen lenses as a form of expression rather than as yeah okay 90 is for a portrait 50 is for your street 35 is for your you know photojournalism it but it, it's it's amazing how many times this gets talked about on forums and just yeah, yeah, I just find it very, very bizarre why people think like that, but it does happen. And it's the same with lighting. So I wanted to ask you about lighting. So you, you must do a mixture of natural light and uh, studio light. Yeah. Which one Which one do you... Uh, I mean, I, I know they're totally different, but um, I mean, I've, I love natural light. I've always loved working with natural light. But when would you... Is there a time when you would say, okay, this person needs natural light or, or is it the case that if you can, you will always use a controllable light. No, I'm totally with you. So uh, you have to leave the usual. You have to do something different. And uh, you cannot say this person need this light or this person need this light. Maybe if you shoot commercial or if you shoot, you know, some uh, magazine stuff for covers, you have to think about, okay, this is maybe an legend, a Hollywood uh, woman. She's in a different age show you have to go for a little bit more for a softer light or something like this. But uh, mm. in real or in the, in our world, in the Leica world, in the artistic world, there is not really rules. So there are no, no, no rules. You can do what you want. Mm. You see like a painter or whatever. You, you just, you know how you work with the camera. You know, you, you have to know how it's, you handle the camera, but, but it's, everything is open. So I like mm. natural light a lot in the last time. I do a lot of uh, flashing stuff too, but I get older and when I'm traveling around the world and different places, I don't want to carry this crazy much stuff anymore. I like yeah. the tiny <laughs> camera and so yeah. it makes it much easier. But sometimes I have my partners, my sponsors, so they bring me the stuff some just close to the hotel and then I just have to fix it up on my assistant. So it's, nice. it's, yeah. uh, I always 
want to have both on the, on the set. So. Got it. Yeah, because obviously shooting on location gives you kind of more interesting backgrounds often and more interesting context. But I guess obviously in the studio, that's where you can really get weird in terms of, you know, playing around with the lighting and, you know, do sort of super backlighting and some very kind of weird stuff that's yeah. quite difficult to find those conditions yeah, outside. It's, it's completely, uh, you know, we had a shoot this week uh, with a big celebrity for Peter, you know, this animal rights stuff. So, uh, for animal rights and Peter, so yeah. they have a scribble, they have to show me what they want. They have a low, uh, uh, they have something written on, on the picture. So that's my business to bring this in the, in the right uh, position with the right light. So that's completely different. Yeah. Well, and, uh, a lot of your, your work has been certainly to start with around nudity, right? You, you shot a lot of, uh, lingerie stuff and what are those shoots? Like, I guess it's, uh, even the, the whole idea of the person being comfortable, that is even more important, right? Just to kind of get them to feel relaxed. Yes, it's, it's, I think I want to have just fun because, mm. you know, that's a really photography is just, I know it's, it's a nice, you call it in English, hobby, hobby, is it a hobby? Hobby, yeah. It's yeah, something yeah. Uh, beautiful. It's something you can uh, capture the world. Uh, you can tell people stories. But it's fun. And that's my first rule. Always have fun on set and feel comfortable and um, let, uh, let bring this in your pictures so that, that everyone who watch or look at the pictures have the same feeling. Even if it's something sad, because we had a photo shooting mm. for National Geographic in the death row. So uh, it's completely a different world. And I was shocked there in the prison. But, uh, you know, also was choking and laughing sometimes and have some special mood and bring some motion in, in the pictures. So. Wow! Yeah, so you, you've really you you you've done a whole spectrum of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I, like, my one of the question for you really was, uh, without obviously naming names, I wanted to hear about some bad shoots. Bad shoots. <laughs> yeah. Did have yeah. you had any shoots that that you just thought, oh man, I, I'm going to do this even quicker than usual? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had a photo shooting. It, it was not about the actress. It's, it's, it's um, a bad. But I don't know, is it in English the same if you have a lumbago? If you stand up in the morning, you can't move anymore? Lumbago, I think it is. Oh, lumbago. Yeah, yeah, that's that one. A lumbago? It sounds like a cocktail. <laughs> sounds like a car. <laughs> yeah. The brand new Nissan lumbago. <laughs> sure, yeah. Go further. <laughs> so, yeah, I got uh, this uh, when we had the photo shooting last uh, two, two or three weeks ago with Olivia Newton-John. I was standing up in the morning because we have here, we rent a house via Airbnb and the bed was really terrible. So I stand up in the morning and I can't move anymore. So it's like stiff neck, stiff back. Everything was uh, really uh, bad. And I was, we was driving to her farm. She's living two hours out from, from LA. And uh, I just came in like this. My assistant was carrying the stuff, so they, they wheeled you in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, like. And then uh, she was really <laughs> lovely. She said, "Okay, come on, come in my bedroom." So I was going with her in her bedroom, in Olivia Newton-John's bedroom, and she said, "Okay, crossover." I was staying like this, so for moving forward your husband is coming creaming my backside so 
that was a really weird, funny shoot. Stay in Olivia Newton-John's bed- bedroom, getting creamed by her husband, <laughs> half naked. So that was that was something special. But she was so cute, and uh, yeah, the shoot turned out oh, good. So that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> I hope someone I hope someone was doing behind the scenes photography. That yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nelly's doing all this behind the scenes with her film, so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. So, I, well, I was going to say, um, what what uh, what projects have you got coming up uh, this year? You, surely, you're going to take a rest from doing uh, doing books if you've done two in the past year. <laughs> I, I don't have a rest actually. I just stay two weeks longer here now in LA, then I go back to Vienna, and I have a couple of shootings in Berlin and uh, in in Austria couple of productions. So two books coming out this year, new ones. One is a new oh best goodness. of. Best of since 30 years, Manfred Baumann photography. It, it's published worldwide. And then one of the Lipisana, the White Horses. Then we do exhibition opening in Portugal, Dubai, and in Vienna. So yeah, I'm quite busy. And in the summer, we are six, seven weeks on tour with an camper. So for National Geographic, for doing photos for uh, just landscape, Sweden, Norway, and Finland. Amazing. So there you go, folks. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You take photos of people initially nude, and then (laughs) then you get celebrities, and then you travel like rock star level. (laughs) <laughs> in a camper I don't know if it's Rockstar level is more a private jet that's definitely how, well that's how it was originally <laughs> oh yeah true yeah <laughs> you ever Alan you ever have been shot in some festivals too you like that too or you're more quiet in the in the in the, in the streets um well what like music festivals you mean yeah I mean like Burning Man or something like but this is really crazy oh I'd so love to do I, I've done the full moon party in, in Koh Panyang oh cool in Thailand that was that was something. Uh, Chris and I have, have partnered up on loads of strange projects like before. So we, we've done, uh, I, I like to do stuff that's different to street. So what, what have we done, Chris? We've done. Uh, we, did a, we did a porn set, didn't we? Yeah, we, um, we did a shoot. We did coverage of a porn set. And then we in Barcelona, we, we've done a, a few, you're not going to believe this, um, a, a funeral award ceremony. <laughs> uh, for, for for the funeral industry or, or the okay. death industry as they call themselves um we we went to the dmz the uh border between north korea and south korea <laughs> went there recently yeah uh so so i like to do we, we you know the camera can take you to crazy places and it's true. quite fun it's quite a- maybe we should do a maybe we should do burning man this year alan oh i'd love to yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks, Manfred. We'll, we'll take you up on that. <laughs> yeah. Let's well, meet her. Let's meet her. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> I've, I've heard that. I've, I've been told by like, a few people that I should go and shoot in a place called Joshua Tree. Oh, Joshua Tree is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. We had the shooting this uh, also last week. We had four or five shootings last week. And we had one with a country singer there in the Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Oh yeah, Ma- Magic Hour in Joshua Tree is just beautiful. You get the most incredible sunsets with oh, yeah, the dust yeah, kicking up. Yes, it's yes. it's an incredible place. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I know what we're doing, Chris. Later in the year. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Deal. You'd have to tell me to go to Joshua Tree and try some there. All right. But don't do it. Don't do it in summer. Mm. It's too hot there. We had once a photo shooting with a model uh, in summer. It was, I think, f- close to fifty-one degrees or something like that. No. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, fainting's not a good look on on camera. <laughs> yeah, I've, I 
find it very hard to function when it's too hot like that. I I was in Marrakesh once and it was 45 or 46. Oh yeah. And and there was no wind in the city and it was just like you know you can't take any pictures. There's just no way. <laughs> it was so harsh there at the time it was Ramadan so they couldn't oh, yeah. drink water the oh. locals they they couldn't drink or eat and and we're sitting there in like these mist kind of balconies on restaurants and like drinking orange juice and like loads of water just I was like oh, this is just this is crazy and people just people fainting everywhere and even in this time they're I don't know if you it's so easy to to, to take photos of them because they are aggressive if you come too close in in Ramadan yeah no well, no for sure for sure yeah they're hungry don't, they don't they, have yeah 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 people's fuses are, are much shorter yeah and so was mine in fairness because <laughs> I was too hot well cool well yeah um thanks so much for uh, joining us on the show today manfred you're welcome thank you so much for having me no it was it was, it was cool entertaining we, i hope i hope you understand everything yeah and we've you know we've we've spent most of our time in alan talking about street photography you know it just tends to be more the world we've been in so it's interesting to hear someone doing stuff in a very kind of different area of the industry okay here's one last question manfred uh, who who's a photographer operating now who you really like and who you think we should talk to next on the on on the podcast? Do you have anyone that you you would recommend who you think yeah their work's really cool? Uh, I like David Lachapelle. I don't know if you have had him already. No, no, that's such a good shout. That's a good one. Yeah, I like very, him. Very very good. Very good. Yes, yes. Mm, that's good. But shout. I like Martin Schiller too because he's more in the portrait style in, in my direction mm. so or any Leibowitz by the way anyway he's close to, to your home I said yeah hmm. for sure yeah yeah I think we're, tr we're trying to get Annie on sometime later in the year so uh, yeah watch this space folks okay well that's it Manfred is now his new role is a Candela podcast consultant we're going to be asking him for <laughs> guest advice <laughs> And places to go. All of the, yeah, and places <laughs> and festivals to shoot. <laughs> all right. All right, cool. Manfred. Thank you very all much. Right. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks thank so you. much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your you day. Too. Have a lovely, lovely afternoon in, in California. Thanks. I will do. I will have a walk on, this, on the beach. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go sit in the rain in London. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you later. See you. Bye. Right. Take care. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Candela. You can keep up with future episodes and news on the show on our Instagram at Candela Podcast. That's at C-A-N-D-E-L-A Podcast. We will also be posting photography and cinematography that we like on there. You can also find us on YouTube and Vero.